so busy with working, homeschooling, and trying to keep up the house. Who I am has gotten lost in all I do. What I'm good at doing is no longer necessary. I feel like I've been discarded. Where do I even fit in anymore? I'm starting over an unfamiliar territory, and I feel so overwhelmed. I don't think I would even know where to start trying to maximize my life. Did you resonate with any of those concerns? I know I have, and I'm glad you're here because today we're going to talk about how you can maximize your life in every season. I am Sherry Fletcher, and this is your spiritual game plan, change. It's something that happens to all of us. You've invested your time and energy into an important role, sometimes for years, and then suddenly it's time for you to move on. Maybe you've worked hard on a dream, and now your path is taking a new turn, but that dream isn't going with you. Perhaps you've raised your kids and they've moved on, but now your empty nest is filled with parent care. Or maybe you're in the middle of diaper changes and laundry piles. If you find yourself asking questions like, where do I fit in anymore? Am I even relevant? How do I find my purpose now? You are in the right place. This is the show for women in a season of transition I believe that while your roles in life will change, your purpose is eternal. I'm here to help you understand just how intentionally you were made by a creator with a game plan. Together, we'll discover ways to help you unlock the purpose God's placed in you, develop a game plan for your life's calling, and embrace the intentional masterpiece you were created to be. I was recently asked to speak to a group of women on how they could maximize their life in every season. With everything that keeps us so busy, transitions in our lives and roles that are changing or ending, maximizing seems like one more thing that we just need to work on. What are you busy that keeps you believing that who you are is lost? in what you are doing. When I was a young mom, or let me rephrase that, when my kids were younger, yeah, I like that better. When my kids were younger, I often felt like I was nothing more than a stay-at-home mom. As they grew up and started doing things for themselves and then eventually moved away, the roles that I once had were gone as well as what I was good at doing in their schools and for their teams. That was now being taken care of by the next generation of soccer moms. Now I have moved and I find myself in unfamiliar territory and it's overwhelming to try and figure out just where I fit in. The thought of maximizing my life, let alone talking to other women on how to maximize theirs, That, too, was overwhelming. But you know, that is just how our Heavenly Father works, isn't it? He's going to call you out in the calling that He has placed in you. I talk about seasons of transition, and now I find myself in one. That's how we grow in our faith, and it's also how we can see the plans that He made for us 
long ago. All of the situations that I've mentioned are times in our lives when the enemy likes to keep us thinking that who we are is lost. He wants us to think that we need to set out to find ourselves, to find our purpose. I'll never forget the summer after my youngest graduated from the high school where I had been a volunteer for the last 16 years. I had to go to the school to get something from the office. And during the summer, there had been a change in a few of the staff members, and there were some new students in the hall, and one was talking with a new teacher. I came down the hall and they smiled, but there was no, hey, Mrs. Fletcher, or no one coming to give me a hug. No one asked me how my summer was going or what my kids were up to. I have to admit, that is when I realized that my role there on that campus had changed and was most likely going to be over soon, if not already. Transition, a role change, a new season, The very thing that I spoke about was now something that I was once again experiencing. It could have been easy for me to believe that my purpose was gone now. If my purpose was only on that campus and I was no longer used there, well then, yes, my purpose was gone. But I know that God has a plan for me, a unique plan purpose that only I can fulfill. But I also know that the enemy has a plot against me. His driving goal is to block me from using the God-given purpose that I have. If I believe that my purpose was that role or is a title that I held and those have ended or have been taken, then so was the purpose I had in my life. Now, I would also have to believe that I would never, ever be able to maximize my life because you can't maximize something that can be taken from you. We are told in the Bible that Satan is a thief and he only comes to kill and destroy. Only comes to kill and destroy. That is in John chapter 10, verse 10. Let me read the verse. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. God has that plan, that you may have life and be able to maximize it. But the enemy has a plot to steal kill and destroy that very plan and that's his only purpose the enemy's plot is by making you think that you're lost and that you need to go and search to find yourself this is the way that satan keeps you from being who you were created to be in christ and to live out god's purpose for you This, my friend, is why you need to have a spiritual game plan. So what does having a spiritual game plan look like? I have shared the history of this title and its story in other episodes, and I will link those episodes uh, in the show notes. So for now, I will just sum it up. My kids grew up with 
a basketball in their hands almost full-time. In fact, when they still get together, they love to play. Knowing the plays that, that they would be executing during a game is something that they took very seriously. They did not want to cost the team a win. They practiced by the hour. They read and they memorized their playbook. And sometimes they even went to watch the opposing team so that they could work on a play specifically based on that team's weakness and be ready for that team's strength. As I watched them prepare for their games, I wanted them to also prepare just like that for the spiritual battles that they would be facing in their lives. I started a program at their school called The Spiritual Game Plan. And until I moved in 2020, we ran that program for 16 years. So how does this help you with maximizing your life? Well, just like when my kids' team would go and watch their opponent to devise their strategy, that's exactly what the enemy does to each of us. He's very strategic in his plot to go after the very weakness that you have as well as your strengths. He rubs your weakness in your face and he attacks your strength to keep you from living that life abundant. If the enemy can keep you discouraged, he keeps you from discovering the full life that we've read about. The ways that he uses to keep me discouraged are going to be different than how he likes to keep you discouraged. So why do we even listen to him over what God says? Well, let's go back to the very first book in the Bible. Genesis 3 verse 1. Pay attention to how Satan is described. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord had made. He's the most crafty, the most cunning, the most devious, the most sly, the most shrewd, and the most calculating of any of the wild animals the Lord made. He custom makes a very destructive plot or play, if you will, just for you. So like those players on the basketball team, we're in this game of life, of living out the purpose God placed in us every single day. All throughout the day, there will be attempts made to derail you. And I'll speak from experience. The stronger you get in your offense, the stronger Satan will come at you. Remember, he only comes to steal, kill, and destroy and he's not going to give up. So with that kind of opposition, are we even able to maximize our life? In order to maximize our life or even understand our purpose, we at least have to have an idea of what that would look like when we achieved it. When you think about maximizing your life in this season, what does that look like to you? You have to have some kind of idea of how it would look or how you would feel or when you could even say that you have found your purpose and now you're going to live your life more abundant. For example, when I planned my wedding, I had a very clear idea on how I wanted each detail to play out. I could even visualize each aspect. I envisioned this 
stage of the church. I envisioned how the wedding party would look, how the music would sound, how the flowers would smell. And I imagined the look on my father's face as I also imagined the look at my husband's face as I walked down that aisle. So when you say you want to find your purpose or you want to maximize your life, you have to have some kind of idea of what that would look like. When I've asked the same question in the past, the top three answers have followed these three concepts. I'll know that I have maximized my life when I achieve, when I'm recognized for, or when I can do, and then I'm sure you can fill in the rest of those sentences on your own. When I achieve, when I'm recognized for, or when I can do. If you have believed one or more of those concepts, take a look at what you think it is that will be proof that you are now living out your purpose. It is often in some form of human validation achievement. And I'll speak for myself when I say maybe at times even self-glory. To get this picture in our minds of what it will look like when we are being used by God and living out our purpose, we even imagine what it'll feel like. We have these ideals of what those results will look like, and if we don't see those results or feel the way we thought we would, maybe the response isn't as grand, or maybe it's not even recognized at all. We feel like we failed, and do I dare say, as if God failed us. Growing up in the church, I have often felt like giving up in areas where I served. If I did not get the recognition or even a thank you for some of the things that I had done and I felt I deserved. Serving God and living out our purpose is tiring. That's why it's called taking up the cross. When we are serving God, Satan is not going to be happy and he's going to do everything he can to discourage us. And when we're serving, it's not always, actually it's almost never, publicly acknowledged. I have stopped helping when I didn't see the results I wanted. The sad thing is, I've also witnessed others who have done the same thing, except some of them left the church altogether because they believe God failed. Again, God's plan is for us to live abundant, to do the things that he planned for us long ago. The enemy's plot is to block us from being used and living out that plan. So again, how can we maximize our life in this season? I'd like to look at the definition of maximize. There are two of them. To make as great as possible or to make the best of what we have. I'd like you to think about a person that comes to mind that you think is maximizing their life in this season. What are they doing? Do you ever find that you compare yourself to this person? I would like to challenge you to go a little deeper and think about why you might compare yourself to that person. And if so, do you feel defeated, derailed, and wanting to give up when you do? Based on my own experience, 
I'd like to suggest that actually feeling defeated around someone who is, by my definition, maximizing their life might be because they're being used in the same area that I'm called to be used in. That's not always the case, but I can share with you that if you are an incredible baker and you serve others with your gift and you post beautiful pictures of your masterpieces, even if you got your own HGTV channel, I don't think I would find myself comparing how you're maximizing your life with my definition of what it would look like if I were maximizing my life. Why? Because I was not called to serve you through baking. I really don't have any baking skills and I'm okay with that. And I'm not likely going to spend hours trying to maximize my baking. But I will spend hours watching how other writers, speakers, and podcast hosts are maximizing their life in this season. I find myself thinking that the way of maximizing my life is defined by that first definition, to make as great as possible. While we're looking for ways to be as great as possible, we should actually be asking God to show us how we can make the best out of the life that he's calling us. I have a question that I like to ask people on my podcast, and that is, looking back in your life, how far back can you see the very purpose you are living out today in who you have always been? If I were to look back on my life, as far back as I can remember, I can clearly see the purpose that I'm living out today in who I have always been. I have always loved being a connector, as long as I can remember. I have memories from elementary school, gathering friends on the playground, or even organizing and put together plays. I also have pictures of me in preschool with a microphone in my hand, singing or sharing with others whatever I felt led. And I have always enjoyed listening to people and hearing their stories. To see the threads of purpose that God wove into who you are from the very beginning. So here's my spiritual game plan. I keep Ephesians 2.10 close by for when the enemy tries to derail me. I like to personalize it. Sherry, you are God's masterpiece. He has created you anew every day in Christ so that you can do the good things that he planned for you to do long ago. I am a masterpiece. You are a masterpiece. A masterpiece is an intentional workmanship. A masterpiece is not created and put in a corner or on a shelf to figure out why. A masterpiece was created with the same vision I had when planning my wedding. And God created you with that same vision, knowing who you would impact. And he actually created you to impact the people he needs you to serve. He smiled as he created you, thinking of the joy that you would give to others through the gifts and the talents that he placed in you. God had plans from long ago. He had plans for your purpose 
before you did. It's not something you need to find. It's something that you have. It's not something that is suddenly discovered when you achieve a goal or when you're recognized for it or even when you can do it. Therefore, your purpose is not the role, the title, or the position that you have. Your roles in life will change, but your purpose is eternal. You will have the same purpose in heaven as you do here. In order to maximize your life, you have to have a spiritual game plan in place to make the best of who you already are. When you start to think that who you are gets lost in all you are doing, I'd like you to change your thoughts to realize that who you are is in all that you are doing. I would love to hear from you. How has the enemy been discouraging you lately? It is my prayer that you will turn to your creator and let him remind you that you are a masterpiece. You can contact me and subscribe to my email at sherryfletcher.com. Have you subscribed to this podcast? If not, please do so. That way you do not miss any up and coming episodes. And I value your feedback. When you leave a rating and a review, it helps to get the word out about the podcast. It also lets me know how I can continue to serve you. During today's episode, did a friend come to mind who you know would be blessed? If so, I would love it if you'd share a link with them. Listeners like you sharing links with others is how this podcast can reach more people. I'd love to hear from you. Ways to connect with me are in the show notes or simply at sherryfletcher.com. Thanks again for listening to Your Spiritual Game Plan, the podcast that shares God's plan and your purpose in it.